Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you have a prayer request, have a question, general comment, praise report, we'd love to hear from you. And that number is 702-650-5588. Again, that number is 702-650-5588. If you're local, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, 1-800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, <clears throat> excuse me, please visit our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Just click on to radio broadcasts. Look for our archives. Select the date that you missed or what you ever like you like to listen to. Again, the gospel is always free on our watch. We're also being archived on iTunes. So, again, if you have an Apple device, you can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs rebroadcast. Again, the gospel is free on our watch. No charge. If you have a cell phone, which most of us do, I encourage you to listen to KKVV on your cell phone. And that number would be 563-999-3194. Please put it in your contacts. I strongly encourage you to lock in that number and share it with others. You can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now. But again, that number where you can listen on your cell phone is 563-999-3194. i like to give a special shout out to my mother. Hi, Mommy. I know you're listening. And I want to give honor to uh, my wonderful father, Fred Thompson. Uh, This was the day that the Lord called him home in 2010. He completed a great work here. I know that uh, he is resting in power and at peace with the Lord. And we will see him again. I love him. I appreciate him. I'm grateful for him. He came into our lives and gave my mother 42 years of a wonderful marriage. So thanks, Pops, and thank you, Mommy, for selecting a wonderful man. Amen? So we're going to have a discussion today, and before I get into my topic, I promised you a Greek word. So let me give you the Greek word first, and then we're going to get into the topic. So the Greek word that I'm going to share with you today is for the word alms. 
and alms is A-L-M-S. So let me give you the word. Elemosine. Elemosine. And that comes out of Strong's, the Greek, 1654. Again, Strong's, the Greek, 1654. Elemosine. And it is the word for alms. A-L-M-S. And uh, it's spelled E-L-E-E-M-O-S-U-N-E. Again, E-L-E-E-M-O-S-U-N-E. There's an accent over the third E and the last E, Elemusine. Again, it's uh, the definition for alms, giving, charity, uh, has mercy and pity here. But it's usually a donation that's given to the poor. So that's the Greek word that I have for you today. Elemosine. So I um, pose a, a question or a thought for you today. Are you treating the church like welfare? Are you treating the church like welfare? That's my question for you today. Are you treating the church like welfare? Well, let's see what the state of Nevada says about welfare. The Nevada Department of Health and Human Services offers medical assistance through a number of programs for individuals and families. These programs include coverage for low-income individuals, Family, children, specialized households, Nevada checkup, medical assistance to age, blind, and disabled. Also, there is food stamps. If your household has little or no money and needs help, right away you can inform the welfare office and you may be eligible to receive food stamps. Within seven business days. So this is something that comes off of the Nevada website dealing with welfare. So just to get your mind around that. So it has to deal with uh, individuals and families, uh, children who are in great need. Um, they have little or no money or food. And uh, they could definitely be in need of some medical assistance. So I just wanted you to get an understanding so that we can uh, examine this about are you, you know, treating the church like welfare. So let's get into some scripture. And I pray that you open up your mind and your hearts today and receive what the Lord has for you. So I am going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm going to share with you verse 10. Again, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And this would apply to believers. And the Word of God says this. I'm coming out of the New King James Version. 
Again, the word of God says this, verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay. So, number one, for we are his workmanship. So, we are associated with our creator, God Almighty. And we are his workmanship. We are not our own. We are his. He created us. We cannot give credit for creating ourselves. He gets all the credit. He is the creator. We are the creation. So there's nothing that we had to do or to think about. He already had that taken care of. And it says created in Jesus Christ for good works. Well, Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. So good works. Our Savior. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He is divine in every fiber of his being. He was a part of creation. He's the one that died for us. Paid the price with his precious blood for all of our sins. Not some of our sins. For all mankind. For everyone. And it says, which God prepared beforehand. That we should walk in them. That was always the plan. It is not a now thought. It is not a yesterday thought. It was a thought from in the beginning. That even before we were became aware of anything, it was already laid out. You have to catch that in your spirit. This was always the plan. Always. So, we have that going for us. As believers. That we were always his workmanship. exciting to know that and it has nothing to do with a man nothing this 9 says not of works lest anyone should boast so nobody can take credit for you but he that made you with a specific purpose for good works so people will know who we are and who we belong to and that we represent the kingdom of God. We are ambassadors for Christ, our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. And this was always the plan. But it says that we need to walk in them. And when we talked about welfare earlier, it's a condition that people find themselves in. And a lot of times, it's just a temporary condition. Circumstances and things that happen that people will find themselves 
in great need. That's a physical thing. This has to do with a supernatural thing. It has to deal with our spirit. There's no welfare in a spirit when you have a creator that says you are his workmanship and he created everything. Now, some of us are just hanging out. Just seeing what we can get running from this particular house of worship to that house of worship to that house of worship, back and forth, going here, there, everywhere, hanging out, trying to get whatever we can get. Woe is me. Well, let's look at somebody who was kind of hanging out. We are going to go to Acts chapter 3. And we're going to read a couple of verses there. And then we're going to look at some in particular. And look at some other verses as well. Now, Acts chapter 3. Verse 1. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Verse 1. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. 2. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. 3. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. 4. And fixing his eyes on him with John Peter said, Look at us. Five. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Six. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Seven. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Eight. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them. Walking, leaping, and praising God. Nine, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Ten, then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now here you have a man 
can thou walk? And he was brought to the gate of beautiful daily and said that he was carried. So he couldn't walk and he was laid at the beautiful gate. Now the beautiful gate is the eastern gate and also called the golden gate. It's the best known gate. And when you look at Ezekiel 44 verses 1 through 3, we'll go through that. It talks about uh, what's going to happen through that gate. Uh, And it's a gate that uh, when our Lord and Savior comes back, he's going to come through that gate. Amen. It's a gate that uh, is known for judgment and mercy. And here you have a wonderful miracle that was performed. But before you get to the miracle, you have to understand there were some signs that were going to happen. So let's go to Mark. And we're going to come back to that, but I want to prepare you for us looking at it a little bit closer. So we're going to go to Mark 16. And we're going to look at verse 7. Again, we're looking at Mark 16, and we're going to go to verse 7. Let me, let me go down to the 17th, excuse me, the 15th verse. Again, we're still in Mark 16. But we are going to go to the 15th verse. And the word of God says this. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. 18, they will take up servants, serpents, and they drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will be, they will recover. Again, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That is in verse 18. So we looked at Mark 16, and we started at verse 15, and then we went all the way down to verse 18. But verse 17 speaks of these signs will follow those who believe. So this was the beginning of the Messianic period where there would be signs. And these were some of the signs of the healing that was going to go forth. But it required faith. And what the lame man had was no faith. So he wasn't healed by his faith. It was the apostles' faith. John and Peter. And we'll look at that more closely. So faith. Imagine what your faith can do. Your faith. Not going to different houses of God or 
aligning yourself or trying to get close to those who exercise their faith radically. And you're just going around and around and around. This man was brought here every day. Every day. Asking for a donation. Asking for charity. Asking for alms. And he came at this particular time. Right at the three o'clock time. For prayer. Because a new day begins at six. So he's there. And they were coming to the temple to pray, to preach the word of God, to share the gospel. He's there. Trying to get anyone's attention. Who he thinks is going to help him. And he he said, I'm going to look at these particular gentlemen. Peter and John, I believe I can get their attention and I believe they'll help me in my condition. See, a physical condition is not a faith condition. There are people who have things that have happened in their bodies. They have infirmities and it's totally different from their faith. And what the man wanted was money. But Peter was quick to tell him. When we go back over to Acts 3, he says, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. It wasn't by Peter's authority. It was by the Lord Jesus Christ's authority that Peter operated in. And that's who he placed his faith in. And when you go back to Ephesians 2 And 10, it talked about us being God's workmanship. And that our association with Jesus Christ was about good works. And that we should walk in them. Wow, how powerful is that? See, it's not going to a man, an agency, a government, and saying, make me whole. Or seeking charity or donation to make you whole has nothing to do with your faith. But we see here that that's all Peter needed to give him so that he would know for himself 
Now, when we look at verse 7, and it says, He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. The man didn't get up on his own. He was lifted up. The apostles had the faith and the authority by the Lord Jesus Christ and operated in that. It was their faith, their belief, their obedience that got this man blessed. And then it says, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength through them. This was being transferred. It was divine. It was a sign. Then so he leaping up, verse 8 says, so he leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them. Walking, leaping, and praising God. He knew that it was by God. And then it says the people saw him walking and praising God. Ten, then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. See what the leaders said about this. Let's go over to Acts chapter 4. And let's look about verse 16. Again, we're in Acts chapter 4. And we're going to look about verse 16. And the word of God says this. Saying, what shall we do of these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Nope, they could not deny it. The evidence was overwhelming. Because this man had been laid lame from birth. They were very aware of him because he would come to the beautiful gate. He would be carried there daily and he would ask for alms. And can you imagine all the people that passed him going into the temple? But these two disciples of Christ, apostles of Christ, who have been given apostolic authority and have been taught and given the prophecy that certain signs would happen to let them know they were entering into 
a messianic age. Wow. Well, believe it or not, the prophet Isaiah had something to say about that. And we can look at that in Isaiah verse 35 and verse 6. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Isaiah 35, verse 6. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For water shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. (laughs) Wow. And if we look at verse 4 and 5, a couple before that, verse 4, Say to those who are fearful hearted, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Five, then the eyes of the blind shall be open, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Six, then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing, for water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Wow. And here we see the lame. That was healed. In Acts 3. Again. It was. The faith. Of these apostles. But they operated. In the authority. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we have to make that connection about our being God's workmanship. And created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God had prepared beforehand, and that we should walk in them. Our faith is something that separates us from everyone and everything else. Our faith in God. We do have a caller And I will take the call very soon. Money. That's the world system. Peter was quick to say, I have no silver or gold. Didn't want it to be remotely associated with what was about to happen. But it was the faith That was demonstrated first. Then the miracle came. 
So we're going to take the call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Thank you for waiting. Oh, uh, how you doing, Lena? Shalom. Listen, oh, the, the, the statement was that should people use the church as welfare? And, 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 and my, my, my question would be this. Oh, God called the Hebrew Israelite people and their code name, the priest to take care of the stranger and those, you know, that visit that was without. And he also told those that farmed to leave four corners for people that didn't have to glean. Mm-hmm. And today it's like this. If you're a member of a church and they say, you know, collect tithes and, and support, well, then it's beholden to the leader of that congregation to take care of the widow if she, if she needs, if she's short on food and stuff like this here. Yes, the state provides, you know, some, some stuff, but it's beholden to the church first to reach out to their members. They're giving them to give back to them and help them. And it's just a part of what benevolence is. The story about the, the cripple man is very beautiful. Peter and him didn't give him money, and he was there because he wasn't able to work, to receive something, to buy food for himself and, and make, a, you know, some provisions. But Peter and him gave him compassion, and that's what Yeshua, Jesus, gave to all of us, compassion. He gave it to Peter and John and him, the leader first, to, for them to select people to take care of those that were short and, 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 and make sure everybody had the same thing. And Paul mentioned that, to, that the churches that are, are, are great and doing good should take care of the small churches so one would have no lack and one would have no want. This, this benevolent love is the compassion of God that he gave it to the Hebrew people to give it to all those and even to the Gentiles. And I'd like to hear your comment on that. Well, I received that. I appreciate that. Thank you, Elder. Mm-hmm. Well, the Elder made some real good points. And um, I do believe in benevolence. And I believe that, you know, that we should follow the scriptures in reference to benevolence. But in this particular context, what it is that I am trying to uh, bring forth is that um, welfare is not a substitute for faith. Things could never, ever satisfy you in reference to your faith. And if you put a lot of emphasis on charity, donations, as far as receiving them, uh, using them to subsist, It'll only subsist in the physical for so long. We have to understand that it's our faith that's going to change our condition. Because it's about our relationship with Christ. If God never does anything else for us, he's done enough. So if we are just going to houses of worship to see what we could get when something happens then how do we increase our faith circumstances happen our faith helps us to connect with God constantly continuously because you could go to a house 
of God and they have nothing to give you for whatever reason. You can go to uh, an agency or our, our government and they say you don't qualify or we don't have anything. Or you'll have to wait. What do you do then? So Peter and John were making it a point to make sure that this gentleman here understood the real power of faith. Now, in this particular case, he was lame from birth. But we have to understand this was the Messianic age. After Pentecost, which was the first sign, there would be signs to let the disciples, excuse me, and the apostle, one and the same, the apostles and the disciples of Christ, know what was going to go forth. It was about them as well. See, the Lord Jesus Christ was their teacher. And they had followed him. And he told them things. Because he wasn't always going to be with them. And they needed to know that everything he had told them. Even when it was time for him to ascend. And he had ascended. They were still here. They still had to carry on the works. They still had to do things that he said needed to be done. And he gave them the apostolic authority to do that. Now that office is closed. Now apostle means messenger. One that is sent. But they had a specific assignment. So I am in total agreement with the elder that it is scripture for benevolence to happen. That the widows will always be with us. The orphans, the sick, the prisoner. That we who are believers and who belong to a body. But you are the Ecclesia, you're the called out ones. You are the church. So whether you're on the rolls or not, there are things that you should do. Because that is evidence of your faith. And that you follow the word and the instructions and the commandments that the Lord has given us. It's here in his word. But some of us are tipping too far to the natural side. Especially when things get rough. And see, the scriptures also also tell us to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptation or adversity. Because when our patience is perfected. We lack for nothing. 
and patience is going to increase our faith. And we have to understand that there are things that have gone forth in the Old Testament that harmonize with the New Testament to let us know that these things are coming, these things are going to take place. And that's the beautiful thing, is that it's been revealed from Genesis to Revelation. And we can follow it in the scripture. And we can see that a lot of things that have been prophesied have come to pass. But there's still so many others that have not. But it's not a reason for us to decrease in faith. It's a reason for us to increase in faith. And the miracle did not happen until the faith was demonstrated. That's the beautiful thing is to be able to see this connection that John and Peter were obedient and followed what the Lord Jesus Christ had instructed and let them know that this was an age that was coming and that Signs and miracles and wonders were going to happen. This is just one of them. I believe it was 12 that were going to be demonstrated. And Pentecost was the first. To let them know that they were moving into the Messianic age. It's just wonderful how all this fits together. And I used welfare to give a natural description of something that relates to your physical needs. But it's our faith that must be demonstrated. Because without it, it's impossible to please God. And the church is us. It's the ecclesia. It's the called out ones. It's not a physical address where we go meet and fellowship and worship together. Our homes should be a place of worship everywhere we go. We should worship. Everything we do is a form of worship to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And there were some that were able to give and did give. But that was not what Paul and John, excuse me, Peter and John were instructed to do. They were not instructed to give silver or gold. They were instructed to give what they had, which was their faith by the authority 
of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they were able to heal this man and touch him and lift him up with their faith. And through that, the divine and the miraculous happened. And this man's bones and feet and his ankle received strength. So much so that he was able to leap and stood up and walked. And he was able to enter into the temple praising God. And the people knew who he was. And knew he was lame from birth. And he was the one that sat at the beautiful gate. The one that our Savior is going to come through when he comes back. It's just amazing. Wonderful. Can you imagine? those who don't have it to give but they give their faith and look what it can do now I want to share with you What the commentary is here it says the Jews observed three times of prayer morning at 9 a.m., afternoon at 3 p.m., and the evening at sunset. And these times, devout Jews and Gentiles who believed in God often would go to the temple to pray. Peter and John were going to the temple for the afternoon prayer service. The gate called Beautiful was an entrance to the temple. Not the city. It was one of the favorite entrances. And many people passed through it on their way to worship. Giving money to beggars was considered praiseworthy in Jewish religion. So the beggar wisely placed himself where he would be seen by most people who were on their way to worship at the temple. The lame man asked for money, but Peter gave him something much better, the use of his legs. We often ask God to solve a small problem, but he wants to give us a whole new life and help for all our problems. He may say, I got something even better for you. You may ask God for what you want, but don't be surprised when he gives you what you really need. In the name of Jesus Christ means by the authority of Jesus Christ. The apostles were doing the healing through the Holy Spirit's power and not their own. In his excitement, the formerly lame man began to jump and walk around. He also praised God. Then others were awed by God's power. Don't forget to thank people who help you. 
but also remember to praise God for his care and protection. That is something that we can never do enough is to thank God and to understand that we're operating under the power of the Holy Spirit and not our own. And there are many times when man through religion, not relationship, wants to be seen and given credit. But they can do nothing. They have nothing and are nothing without God's workmanship. And it's important that we see beyond religion, beyond denomination, beyond man's plan, and see what God's true intent is here. And this is about faith. It's about doing what you've been instructed to do and remaining obedient and knowing that your father loves you. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs and God bless. Hey, Shalom, Sister Mina. I was thinking that I couldn't get you on my car radio on the AM and I was just flipping the gospel. And I got you a 100.1. I didn't know they actually made the switch. So I just want to say praise y'all, and I'm enjoying your message. Amen. Well, thank you, woman of God. It's so great to hear your voice. We've been missing one another, but I appreciate you. You know I do. Yes, ma'am. I was just out and about being about my father's business, and it was just like, just praise him. <laughs> so thank you so very much. And this is a miracle. I tell you, I thought, well, I can't listen to KKVV on my car radio. It doesn't get to AM. But... I got you on the FM now. Amen. So you said FM 101.1? 100, no, 100.1. Okay, 100.1. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. got it. I write that down. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Keep up the good work. All right. Love you. Love you, too. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, I didn't know that. Did you know that, Zachary? Okay. Well, I got the memo now. And everybody else got the memo that's listening. So praise God. It said 101, excuse me, 100.1 FM. All right. I tell you, KKVV is truly a blessing. I want to go to uh, the Great Commission. So I got a couple of more minutes. So let's go to the Great Commission. And... We are looking at Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. 
And the word of God says this. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. It says here, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. It's just amazing what Peter and John did at the gate of beautiful. When they told him, no silver and gold, no. This is not what I give you. They give them healing and the authority. The name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Spiritual growth. I leave you with that today. Save the loss at all costs and God bless you. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.